today, the Fifth Circuit Court strikes down DACA. The DOJ cracks down on pro-life activists and Pfizer sponsors a Marvel comic to promote, yes, COVID vaccines. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, which you should be subscribed to everywhere you can subscribe. All the things. All Just the make things. sure that you're subscribed to Stu Does America. Also joined by Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm sorry, Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Your name is not actually, mm. your legal no. name is not Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs> that is true. Okay, it's just the Pat Gray, but you also need to be subscribed to Pat Gray Unleashed everywhere you get your podcasts, mm -hmm. all the things. Make sure you're subscribed. And I'm excited because you guys haven't been on together in a while. I it's know. been a while. This feels like, like mm -hmm. the, the band is back together. We had formed yeah. a protest uh, really? for earlier this week. We yes. were on a protest with signs outside. We burned out four buildings <laughs> and overturned three police cars. But it was mostly peaceful. But mostly, yeah. Okay, good. And it was also <laughs> not just for this, but for environmental justice. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, you did the burning specifically for environmental justice? For environmental justice. justice. That's yeah, great. We, we burned mm -hmm. styrofoam for environmental justice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I will... I We'll get to the news of the day, whatever. Uh, yesterday, the fifth U.S. Circuit Court determined the Obama administration lacked the authority to institute the DACA program. What? <laughs> I'm shocked. I, th all this time, I thought he absolutely had the ultimate authority to do that. Uh, the court stopped short of judicially dismantling it and said DACA migrants could continue to receive legal protections. It also ruled the U.S. government could not process new DACA uh, applicants and ordered a Texas federal judge to review the program. Uh, obviously, DACA has shielded uh, a lot of young illegal immigrants who came to the United States as children from actually being deported and given them work authorization. Joe Biden responded in a statement that said, today's decision is the result of continued efforts by Republican state officials to strip DACA recipients of the protections and work authorization that may have now held for over a decade. This challenge to DACA is just another example of the extreme agenda being pushed by MAGA Republican officials. I agree with the first part of what he said. It's like, Yes, Republicans are continuing to try to strip DACA recipients of the protections and work authorization mm -hmm. because they don't actually believe that they should have been implemented in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Your terms are acceptable. Yes, that that is us. You, If you want to call us MAGA Republican, whatever, I don't really care because you've called us so many names. It really has lost all its meaning. Yeah, you know who else agrees with that? The courts. <laughs> that that's right. uh, you know so right. it's not just uh, it's not just MAGA. You mean the MAGA Republican courts? Yeah, the MAGA Republican courts. Uh, you know this is part of a you know, a really weird thing that's gone on. I think it's it's definitely increasing in its intensity. The progressives have tried it for a long time, but it's really increasing in, uh, in its intensity, which is sort of a three step process, right? You come out and you say you can't do X. Mm -hmm. We don't have the power to do X. We don't have the authority to do X. The Constitution won't allow us to do X. Then you do X anyway. And then eventually you have a court decision. Sometimes the court decision goes in your favor. You find a good liberal justice who will pass through whatever non, uh, unconstitutional nonsense you're trying uh, to pass. But more likely it gets overturned. And then at the end of that game, you might not have your program. You might have your program in the DACA case where you still got a bunch of people through it, but you won't get more. Or you might just get uh, a situation where you get to go to the people and say, these darn courts, these MAGA Republicans, oh my gosh, they're stopping us every step of the way. Can you believe this? 
It's really it's a, it's a it's an administration and a, and a philosophy politically that treats the Constitution just as a speed bump, mm -hmm. right? It's not something that can stop us. It's just going to slow us down. We'll go over the little bump and then we'll keep going in the direction that we want. Uh, they've done this with not only DACA, um, with uh, the student loan mm -hmm. situation, which mm -hmm. I think as well will get eventually overturned. God only knows how many people will get their money, though, before that. Um, the uh, eviction moratorium, moratorium mm -hmm. is another one. The vaccine mandate is another mm -hmm. one. Um, these are just recent examples, but they keep trying this over and over and over again. And it does present us with a bit of a crisis, right? Because these people literally have told us they know they can't do these things and they're doing them anyway. That is a breakdown of our system. It really is. And in the case of the student loan moratorium, or student loan um, debt repayment situation, they've advanced the tactic to now changing the law on the fly to literally avoid lawsuits. They, they will change the law change the website of for the law once a, a lawsuit is filed so they can say, well, you don't have standing. And then another one's filed and they change the lawsuit again. The law again. They keep doing this to avoid responsibility. This is not a constitutional republic if that's mm -hmm. how the government is going to uh, operate. And under the Biden administration, it seems to be the only way they operate. But I was told that um, Donald Trump was the dictator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a fascist. Mm-hmm and an authoritarian. Right. It, but it feels a whole hmm. lot like now we're living under the authoritarian dictatorship. Doesn't it? Yeah. It but man, like do they regime. love the rule of law. Oh. These people are all about it. They mm -hmm. are all yeah. about rule of law. And these uh, MAGA Republicans <laughs> just are not. It's really fascinating to see the transformation of Democrats uh, and how radical they become over the years. When you go back to the things they used to say about the border and immigration and illegals in this country mm -hmm. and all the benefits they get, you know, like the DACA program, they were rabidly opposed to all of it. And it was all of them. It was Biden and Schumer and Harry Reid and uh, every single Democrat who is prominent today that you can think of uh, was Virtually the opposite mm -hmm. that they are now. I, I don't know what happened to them. Well, except they got so radical that you can't even recognize that party. And yet that's always what they say about the Republicans, because everything they say about Republicans, they really are. Yeah, uh, they really do. Do you do you think that people like Chuck Schumer and, and these people <clears throat> that you're talking about who held these completely opposite positions from 10 years ago? Because I struggle with this. I'm like, are they so radicalized or do they just feel like they have to say these things to go along with all of these other radicals yeah, who I think will it's just shut them down? Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination of the two. You have to believe that these people, I mean, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, all these people have been in power for like 10 billion years. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to believe that they mm -hmm. understand the ramifications of open borders. Yeah. Yeah. And they ignore it. Yeah. And they don't care. Yeah, because they want they to stay in power America. and they think they worry that if they come out against it, that they might actually lose momentum. I think they're really miscalculating on this, though. I agree. Uh, the H Hispanics are not with them yeah. on illegal immigration. Yep. They're yep. just not because so many of them did it the right way mm -hmm. and are here and are proud of this country mm -hmm. and love this country. And they resent the fact that, you know, 11 million. Well, that's the number they use is probably more like 20 or 30 million just ignored all the rules and laws and came here anyway and now expect everything. Well, that pisses them off because yeah. they took the time and effort to do it right. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Um, all right. So I want to I want to continue on the Biden administration, but just kind of switching gears here. Uh, the, the administration is planning to ease sanctions on Venezuela 
to mm. allow Chevron to resume pumping oil there. So this is, of course, paving the way for a potential reopening to oil exports from Venezuela. Just a, just a reminder, Donald Trump worked very hard to get us energy independent. And I believe it was, was it not day one that Joe Biden rolled back all of the, you know, the energy policies that Donald Trump had, uh, had put through? And here we are now talking about, uh, you know, going to Venezuela for these for the uh, oil exports. So in exchange for the sanctions relief, Maduro's government would resume long suspended talks with the country's opposition to discuss conditions needed to hold fair and free elections in 2024. I'm sure that that will happen. And uh, the, the, the U.S., Venezuela's government and some Venezuelan opposition figures have also worked out a deal that would free up hundreds of millions of dollars in Venezuelan state funds frozen in American banks to pay for imports of food, medicine and equipment for the country's battered electricity grid and municipal water systems. I mean, how is it possible that we are talking to Venezuela about taking oil when we could just be doing it ourselves? How is this possible? It's legitimately incredible. Uh, it really is. And we have, obviously, the natural resources to do it and do it easily and do it cleaner, yeah. uh, certainly, than Venezuela is right. going to do it. Uh, I would also add that we all know what the right thing to, about uh, Venezuela is. They are cr being crushed yeah. under a dictatorship. Tr the Trump administration famously uh, tried to support uh, a, an alternative regime there to change ownership or leadership of the country. Um, and we were aligned with that movement, supporting it uh, from uh, behind the scenes mm -hmm. and also kind of in front of the cameras with Trump. I mean, he was pretty honest about like, yeah, we're, we're doing this. We are recognizing this uh, this you know, change in leadership in Venezuela. And we all know what the right position there is. When you are not energy independent, you can't make decisions based on what's right and wrong. You have to make decisions based on how much oil you need and where you can get it from. This president right now is making decisions based solely on his political future in the next five weeks. He is draining our oil reserves, which is a terrible mistake, considering we are seemingly on the verge of World War III, you'd think maybe you'd want to have that energy in reserve and not dishing it out to lower gas prices by five cents. Uh, he's now dealing with uh, Venezuela, as you mentioned, and he went over to OPEC and OPEC Plus, and they said they were going to cut uh, uh, production by a million barrels a day. So he went there and we gave, as the administration called it, a full court press to beg them, <laughs> plead with them in every way possible. No, no, no. Pressure really them. Well. It works so well, really well, they're now cutting production by 2 million barrels Wait, a day. that didn't work well at all. Not, I think know, it went the opposite direction. Maybe they thought they scored it like golf. I don't know. That could have been it. It's uh, like giving Biden the finger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now you're gonna, they are protecting uh, between a 15 and 30 cent gas price increase. Mm -hmm. They've been bragging about how low they were at 374 a gallon. Mm -hmm. We now think they're going to be back up at least around $4 probably around election day, this is a worst case scenario for Biden because to be clear, he doesn't care at all about whether you have good heating oil prices or nope. good gas prices. What he cares about is, is him, himself and his own political future over the next five weeks. Every decision he's making, he's making based on that calculation. And that is not a way to run a country. He's doing it anyway. And it's just another another example in the long litany of failures that is the Biden presidency. And the natural gas price is already up to three eighty six a gallon again. It's going right back up. Right back up. And uh, we're nowhere near the end of that. I mean, it's probably going to go back over four dollars. And who knows? Maybe five. I, it, 
And the weird thing is, all right, if you're if you're just hell bent on not extracting American oil, let's not extract and refine American oil because of whatever weird climate change mm-hmm. hang up you have. Mm-hmm. Fine. Why are you going to Saudi Arabia or Venezuela rather than Canada? Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do something like that, just go to Canada. Why are we messing with third-rate, third-world dictators? Bizarre. Yeah. The whole thing is bizarre. Uh, speaking of bizarre, earlier today, Joe Biden, he was discussing what Stu mentioned, the you know uh, the Biden administration going, uh, trying to talk to uh, OPEC, trying to reason with them. Didn't work out the way that they anticipated. And Joe Biden spoke on that to reporters. He said OPEC's decisions were disappointing and then like got really weird and randomly started walking backwards, which <laughs> I have a theory on that, but I'm going to let you watch. No, the, the, the trip was not essentially for oil. The trip was about the Middle East and about Israel and, and rationalization of positions. But it is a disappointment, and it says that there are problems. Are you worried about it? Like <laughs> Where's he going? So weird. This is literally the Homer Simpson backing up into a bush. <laughs> meme in real life okay <laughs> Incredible. i feel like someone in his ear was like we're gonna have to walk that back and he was like walk back and just started walking backwards i can't make sense of it but hold on i want to let's maybe we can make sense of it if we watch it one more time no the, the, the trip was not essentially for oil the trip was about the middle east and about israel and and rationalization of positions. But it is a disappointment, and it says that there are problems. He's just moonwalking. He's got a beat in his head, and uh, it's a dance off. His presidency would be so much better if he started moonwalking. It would. It really would. would. Like, you never get mad at the guy. You can't get mad at a guy. I mean, look at what Michael Jackson got away with with the moonwalk. Just Uh, every time he left, like, a press briefing room, Mm. he just moonwalked. Just moonwalked out. Who would ever be mad? Oh, I'd love that. That would be great. (laughs) Incredible. I'd hate him less if he did that. I would. I would. I would. Well, you guys are, you know, we're talking like he's some old, feeble guy who, you know, doesn't understand what's going on. Yes. Let me, no. Let me assure you. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay? Because... Mm -hmm. Listen, after this uh, Hurricane Ian briefing yesterday, Joe Biden was caught on a hot mic saying no one F's with a Biden watch. Okay, mumbles worse. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. No one F's with a Biden except stairs. Mm. and mm-hmm. um, words, words, words and um, yeah. bikes. Mm-hmm. And he has a big problem with bikes. And I've seen Hunter's laptop. Lots of hookers. <laughs> Lots of hookers. <laughs> they have with Bidens. Yeah. All the yeah, time yeah. for pay. Mm-hmm. For pay. So. Mm-hmm. And Stu means that in the most yeah. literal sense. <laughs> yes. They really do F with Bidens. Literally, it's their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's employed like 14% of Romanian women uh, in this particular capacity mm. uh, from overseas. So I think, yes, uh, many, many women do F with Biden's. What an odd, what an odd comment. Yeah, that's it is. so weird. I mean, if I, if I were to say nobody f's with a burgeer, <laughs> he'd be like, 
<laughs> Where do you get what that? Weird uh, ass thing is really that to say weird. about yourself? Yeah. He, he, I mean, look, it's part of the, the whatever he's dealing with. Yeah. Um, well, he's but, an egomaniac for yeah. one yeah, thing, that's and true. he's got this weird vision of his family that they're fantastic mm-hmm. and it's successful. They don't and, lie. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, you have my word as a Biden. He throws that out yeah. all the time. Your word is a Biden. That means absolutely that, nothing. Wow. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so horrible. And there's ex- uh, Washington Post exclusive today that the FBI now believes they do have the the, the, the goods to go after Hunter uh, mm-hmm. for uh, wow. guns and tax mm-hmm. evasion of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether the, ta- the charges will come will be a fun mystery. We'll all get to see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, not exactly hold my breath on that one, but yeah. that is the report today that just came out. And he acts as if they're this untouchable, successful, yeah. uh, incredible family. And it's like, right. honestly, you guys, I mean, no. look, some of it's been tragic, but like the family has been a constant disaster. Right. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. And not just, it's not just Hunter no. either. Yeah. I mean, it's Joe. Yeah. It's Jim. Uh, uh, yeah, Ashley. Mm-hmm. It's Ashley. Ashley. She's messed up. He mm-hmm. messed her up, probably, mm-hmm. according to her diary. I mean, it's a messed up family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we've got to get to more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So you got to make sure, you know, it's about to be fall. You got to make sure that you have your loungewear in order. And you can do that with Tommy John. Tommy John is going to be the softest thing you will ever put on your body. I promise. I know these guys know it as well. Oh, yeah. It is mm. Great. You hear people talking about it, and you're like, okay, whatever. I totally did that. When I, I heard people, other people talking about Tommy John and commercials for like five years before yeah. I bought a pair. Yeah. Because I was just like, eh, they're freaking underwear right. pairs or right. their right. loungewear. Like, right. what, how good could they be? They are that awesome. They are legitimately <laughs> they awesome. They are. I don't understand. It's like magic uh, yeah. cotton or whatever they put in there. It's so soft. Uh, they've got loungewear. They've got um, they've got bras. They've got stuff for men and women. So make sure you go there. And everything is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. You can go to TommyJohn.com slash Y for 20 percent off your order that is tommyjohn.com slash y see site for details yesterday the department of justice indicted 11 pro-life activists who organized an event uh, they say blockading an abortion clinic near nashville earlier this year so the doj alleges the group physically prevented both employees of the clinic and at least one would-be patient from entering the building in early March. And there is a a, a federal act, it's called the FACE Act, uh, prohibits demonstrators from blocking access to abortion clinics. The DOJ charged seven of the protesters with conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act and four others with committing FACE Act violations. Uh, Those charged with the conspiracy face up to 11 years in prison and a fine of up to $250,000. And then those charged with the FACE Act violations face up to one year in prison and a fine of up to $10,000. And uh, just Mm. as a reminder, guys, um, this same Department of Justice has still made no arrests in the at least 17 incidents of vandalism and arson against pro-life pregnancy crisis clinics committed by the group Jane's Revenge. Just just. Just for clarification here, just for some perspective. Stunning. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stunned to hear that. Yeah. I saw- well, did you know that these pro-life activists actually blockaded the entrances with, like, uh, firebombs and Molotov cocktails? No, no, they did not. <laughs> they didn't? No, definitely oh. not. In fact, they mm-hmm. did not. Now, I was not there for the entire protest. I did see some video from this protest in which they were not at all blocking the mm. way. They were in the hallway, and they were standing on both sides of the hallway, and they were singing hymns. Um, and then what? And then the oh police officer gosh. who walked up. Oh, here, yeah. You can How see. many people died from that? Like oh, 
20, yeah. 30? Uh, at, at least. Killed him. At least. Killed him dead. What's interesting is the police officer who's addressing them, and he's being very polite, and he's just like, look, you know, I understand what you guys are doing, but you can't do it inside. He then mm. walks directly down the hallway in between them because they were, you know, not blocking the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, if this to be clear, this was not the local police. The, the local police, I think, did give them some small um, uh, site, trespassing, some, or something. trespassing or something. Yeah. Um, but that all came and went. This is the second case in the last couple of weeks where uh, something like this, a minor local incident where no charges were pressed mm. in any serious way against them by local police, was then somehow mysteriously escalated to a federal cl- crime, Good gosh. leading to uh, you know uh, FBI agents and you know pseudo SWAT teams. Guns pulled. Guns pulled coming into homes mm-hmm. of, in this case, one of them an 87-year-old woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was you dangerous. Don't, you don't think that they, those yeah. look like dangerous people? Yeah, they do look very scary. That's uh, wow. frightening. That's frightening. Wow, look at that people, mustache. If anybody <laughs> survived, they were lucky to survive that <laughs> uh, awful protest. Well, you, it, you say if anybody survived. If anybody. Well, everybody survived. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. yeah. oh wow. Wow. Yeah. That's what if that was lucky. <laughs> but they might have blocked the hallway for a second, or probably not, mm-hmm. but. Uh, maybe at some point somebody got in the way, but it's okay to block an entire city section off. Mm. You can do that for months and months and months. Highways. Highways. Mm-hmm. You can lay on the highway and stop everybody from going to work or home or going to the hospital as they've done. That's fine. And we're not going to show up at anybody's house to arrest them. But don't block a hallway for an abortion. What kind of country is this now? Yeah, it's actually like... Don't not block a hallway while singing hymns. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> really, yes. what this uh, all boils down to. You we know, it's, point it, out too that if they did block the hallway, that would mean more people would live. If the person, right. if, the, if the patients could mm-hmm. not access the clinic, we should know more people would live. Yeah, uh, I, so I want to, you know, you brought up the that there has just been this mm. uh, this pattern in the last couple of months of all of these pro life activists just being, uh, you know, having the FBI show up. Um, one of the stories that we covered a couple weeks ago, I'm sure you guys covered it as well, was when like there were like 20 something FBI agents who showed up uh, to Catholic pro life activist and father of seven. Mark Hook's house, they arrested him at his Pennsylvania home for shoving a man who was speaking inappropriately to his son outside an abortion clinic. Now, there have been some questions that are raised over this forceful arrest that the FBI ended up making because uh, the Federalist obtained emails between his lawyer, this man's lawyer, and the DOJ that show that he was willing to cooperate before the agents showed up to his home. Um, Back in April was when the DOJ notified him that he was under investigation for potential violations of the FACE Act. Six weeks later... His attorney offered to receive a summons on behalf of his client should he be charged. The email reads, I will accept a summons on my client's behalf rather than put Mr. Huck and his family through needless disruption. Uh, The lawyer also mentioned he had left two phone messages for the prosecutor on May 21st and June 7th. The prosecutor did not respond to his attorney until September 23rd in an alleged email notifying him that this morning your client was taken into custody uh, by the FBI and is being transported to the Philadelphia (laughs) FBI for uh, processing. I mean, this is completely intentional to, uh, to scare everyone into thinking, well, the FBI could show up at your front door if you decide to participate and engage in, you know, uh, being an activist for conservative values. You never know. This guy, data seven, pro-life, Catholic. He had the FBI come and raid his house and arrest him. Could be you next time.
Mm-hmm. That's exactly the message they're sending. And once again, in this case, there does not seem to actually be any blocking of abortion clinics. This is a guy who was there often, all the time, you know, talk, trying to talk to people as they came in, praying for them. Uh, the guy who claimed uh, that there, because there was an incident between mm-hmm. uh, one of the uh, the pro-abortion people and, and pro, uh, pro-life pro people. And that guy was there all the time. They knew each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people who were there often uh, kind of referred to him as a flopper, like a, the type of basketball player that gets you know, LeBron James LeBron, of abortion yeah. protesters, basically. Dwayne Wade. Uh, just falls over, yeah, <laughs> whenever he gets the opportunity. Um, and again, local <laughs> police, they didn't see anything here. They wound up not charging anybody. And then somehow this gets elevated. I mean, think of what what happens here. I would love to know. I would love to see, um, you know, a discovery about this in a lawsuit Mm -hmm. because somehow some Planned Parenthood person got this all the way to the Merrick Garland level to be able to come down with some big investigation of this guy who's a pastor who's done absolutely nothing wrong. Apparently mm-hmm. now there's video showing he doesn't do anything, hasn't done anything wrong. But like, why on earth? No one was hurt. No mm-hmm. injuries were reported. Why would this be a federal crime? It's, it's completely, how would they even know about it? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And exactly. the guy was messing with his son. Yeah, yeah he his twelve-year-old son is there, and he's his insulting his mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. and calling him names. Well, you better believe if you do that to my son, I'm dropping. Oh your yeah, ass too. yeah. I'm gonna come over and probably do more than push mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I would have been arrested by the local police. <laughs> yeah, I think. me too. And the FBI, you know, wouldn't have had a, an opportunity because I'd already be in jail. But it, it's it's in, it's incredible. Uh, it's really sad too because uh, uh, if. A previously respected agency like the FBI is being completely discredited now. I mean, what are they doing being involved in this kind of crap? It's unbelievable. It's yeah. I don't know how it happens. As Stu, as Stu said, I don't know how it gets to a federal level and the Federal Bureau of Investigation comes and arrests a protester who at the worst pushed somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It really does seem like they are just doubling, tripling down on, you know, when this when we first started talking about this, I feel like was with the Mar-a-Lago raid. And we went, oh, my God, this feels really gross. This mm-hmm. feels like they're weaponizing the entire you know agency. And they're like, yeah, you guys were uncomfortable with that. Just wait until you see what we do to average everyday people. It's right. like they just don't even <clears throat> care mm-hmm. they don't. That, the, that the rest of America is going is sitting here going even a lot of independents, even a lot of Democrats I've seen who are going like, oh, this doesn't feel right at all. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, you would assume that would be part of, you know, people walking into the voting booths in November uh, for the midterms, maybe thinking about that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, who is the party in power right now who is abusing that power? But uh, we'll see. um, We need to take another quick break here. I want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So um, iTarget Pro, listen, everyone should be armed. And if you don't live where they allow you to be armed, you need to move to somewhere they allow you to be armed. iTarget Pro is there to help you stay sharp even in the comfort and safety of your own home. So you're gonna take your actual firearm, they have uh, bullets for all sorts of calibers, and um, you put the laser bullet in your gun. Yes, it is as cool as it sounds. And uh, from that point, you can just, you're just practicing dry firing, which is gonna help you improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, uh, trigger control, and more, because of course, if you, uh, if you shoot, you know every gun is different, every trigger pull is different. Make sure that you stay sharp with your firearm. You can save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code NEWS when you go to itargetpro.com. That is the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code NEWS. The standoff at the-
the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Pfizer and BioNTech have sponsored a Marvel comic that promotes COVID-19 vaccination. So, you guys, settle in. This is, a, this is an amazing story. Uh, the story begins with the family waiting to get COVID shots while the Avengers are just blocks away from fighting an enemy known as Ultron. Later in the story, the grandfather character says, I've seen their patterns so, so many times before. Ultron evolves. The Avengers figure out how to fight it, putting together their existing knowledge and research along with the new information they've learned. And then it says, of course, the Avengers are doing their part to help keep us safe. Now it's time for us to do ours, the grandfather says as the family heads to get their COVID-19 vaccine. I can't even I can't even go on to keep reading. This, <laughs> this, is, this is so stupid. Uh, look, all of the family members in this picture, they all have their Band-Aids to show that they, too, got the COVID-19 uh, shot mm-hmm. and an ad says that you guys are who are watching you can see this everyday heroes don't wear capes but they do wear a small bandage on their upper arm after they get their latest COVID-19 vaccine uh, because everyday heroes are concerned about their health and their people who choose to unite with their communities and do their part to help protect against COVID-19. Now this story you would have thought that I was reading at this time two years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is October like, 6th, 2022. Like it's protecting anybody. Like, right. okay, now I won't get it. Right. right. Uh, well, yeah, you will. You, well, you still yeah, will. Y- you still will. Well, I won't spread it. No, you, you will. Oh. Yeah, you still you right. still will. And we know all that. And they're still trying to shove this crap down our throats. It it's is pathetic. so, it's just so cold-like. Yeah, it's like, what are you still trying to do? Who is this appealing to? I you should have the vaccine know. sucked out of your body, Stu. There you go. <laughs> you should. Just to spite them. Well, that's the thing is, like, <laughs> Stu is, like, the most pro-vaccine guy on the planet. And I think even he can say, like, what the hell Stupid. are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, I thought the whole point of being a superhero is, like, you could defeat giant monsters. You're a little afraid of a tiny virus. Right. Like, I mean, it's kind yeah. of ridiculous. I don't yeah. think uh, it's, it's too much of a worry for your average superhero. Uh, I, look, this is silly at this point. I, you know, like uh, you can have a, uh, a discussion about whether you can have, you want the vaccine. You don't want the vaccine. You can make your own choice on that. But like at this point, either everyone's had the vaccine or has had COVID, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, is yeah. there an exception to that at right. this point? I don't point? think so. No. Now, I, just, I really don't. I have a friend who just got it a couple of months ago. The vaccine? Uh, no, the, uh, the, the virus. virus. Oh, was unvaccinated. Finally got the uh, got the uh, got the virus, and it's like. 
he is, I think, the last one in America. <laughs> like, I don't, I, like, there's just, everyone has some level of protection at this point anyway. Uh-huh. We're beyond this conversation, yet it seems to still be what so many people, it's all they want to talk about, is, is, is getting, it's like, you know, at some point, don't we go back to the regular thing? I, was, I saw this uh, story this morning about how you know they, they ordered these you know 27 zillion doses of the new whatever I don't know if it was the new child one or the new variant uh, vaccine, one of the new vaccines from f- Pfizer and Moderna, and it's like it was all paid for by taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's like at some point, doesn't this go to a position where your insurance pays for the medicine that you want again? Does that ever mm. come back? Have mm. we just turned into a nationalized healthcare system here without anyone telling us? Right. Because like, right. I, I keep trying yeah. to tell people, like, when have you heard of the government buying up this many right. doses right. Now, of the medication? We have the president of the United States going on 60 Minutes and telling us the pandemic is over uh-huh. while he's spending multiple billions of dollars on these shots. Like, if it's over, mm-hmm. let us go back to the old days where if you if flu shot, you want to get a flu right. shot, you go in and your insurance pays for your flu shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it works, although yes. I've never no, you know, tracked the, the, the payment on it. But that's that was my impression yes, all this time. It is. I know when I when I you know, if I go I'm sick with something, I need antibiotics. That's what my insurance is for. For this thing, they're just like they just turn they just nationalize this. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. even as someone who's not maybe as uh, as against the uh, this whole regime uh, vaccine wise as, as some. Like, this is just a total upside-down treatment of what our healthcare system is supposed to be. We're turning into the U.K., and that is not something that I want in any way. Yeah. Yeah. But the government's done a tremendous job scaring the hell out of people, and they continue to scare the hell out of people. And so they can continue to push this slop on us, and we continue to take it. I I was driving down uh, one of our main streets today, and I look over to the car that was passing me, and this woman, I don't know, 60 or 70 years old, alone— in her vehicle, with her mask on, oh in her car. What are you protecting yourself from? Stop. Maybe but they're scared smells. out of their minds still. Many people nuts. are still so scared, they won't even take off the mask in their own car. Uh, you may have talked about this uh, earlier in the week, Sarah. So if you did, uh, sorry for bringing it up. But did you see that Howard Stern left his house? Yeah, for the first time. For the first time. Years. I had the no idea. He what left the his house hell? and went to dinner. With like Jimmy Kimmel and, he was and Jennifer Aniston, and he freaked out about it. Yeah, freak, still freaked out about it. Isn't it's, that, it's just sad. It, it really, really is sad. sad. Well, especially for the the public persona that he puts forth, right? Like you yeah, think tough that, guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and for him to just be that scared of a virus for this long, for this long, amazing. I mean, you know, look, he's an older guy. You know, in twenty twenty, you, you know, okay, I understand. You maybe want to be a little careful. Like we're well, well beyond this at this point. The, but the pandemic is over. Again, you, if you and again, he's the type of guy that was yelling at everyone that get vaccinated or you should go to prison or whatever his rants were yeah, a couple of months like ago. And it's like, yeah. well, he got vaccinated. Do you think this thing works or not? If you don't right. think it works, then right. I can understand. But like, right. you're the one telling us it works. Right. So if it works, go out, have your little Jimmy Kimmel dinner, whatever you want. You should be fine. So wow. uh, I, I just pulled this up as we were talking. Um, the so the updated. COVID booster shots, these new ones, um, just there, it's been what, one month into the rollout. I'm reading here from NBC News that less than 4% of eligible people have gotten these updated <laughs> COVID booster shots. So maybe I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a positive sign, mm-hmm. right? But um, it is, it's 7.6 million people. At least. So then it, to Pat's point, it's like, well, I still feel like that's way too many people to still, <laughs> yeah. be, to still yeah. be buying into this. Yes. Um, but 
gosh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really difficult to see how people can still continue to buy into this particular one. And this one was the one that Biden said, too, is going to be this is the last one that they're going to spend money on, right? I, I, that's what he says. That's what they said. That's what he says. What At, said. This is going to be the I last. it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be the last shipment that we pay for moving forward. Yeah. And it, um, sh- it should have happened. That should have happened a long a time long ago. A long time ago. ago. But yeah. even so, it's like how many of these are going to be thrown away? Oh, because how many? many because yeah, how many did they buy up? And less than 4% of eligible people have gotten it. After a month? Mm-hmm. So That's great job, taxpayers. You guys are out here working hard every day, uh, trying to feed your family, trying to make enough to put gas in your tank. And Joe Biden is spending things on, what, Ukraine uh, mm-hmm. and uh, booster shots that mm-hmm. nobody is getting. And they're going to have to literally throw directly in the trash can. Just another day in Joe Biden's America, I guess. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back. Like- Chris Cuomo's new primetime show on News Nation, <laughs> Cuomo. Ooh, it is not off to a good start. It uh, bombed in ratings on Monday and <laughs> lost to cartoons and rerun shows. Uh, they had 147,000 total viewers, and uh, in the 25 to 54 year old demographic, Cuomo only got 8,000 total viewers. I don't oh for God. a national show. I don't think I've ever heard numbers that low. <laughs> These ratings in the 25 wow. to 54 demo were lower than several cartoon and rerun programs, including SpongeBob, <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> The Office and Bob's Burgers. Well, those are those are lower than the nightly news in Pocatello, Idaho, <laughs> on Channel 87, which is a good, a good broadcast. It's a we good broadcast. Say, we should yeah, say they do I'm not just taking anything away yeah. from the broadcasters in Pocatello. They're awesome, but um, oof. Well, and I, you wow. know, I, I of yeah. course, as soon as I saw the story, had to read it. It was obviously my focus. Yes. Uh, Chris Cuomo's uh-huh. worst. Oh yeah. Chris yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, What I was fascinated about, because you're right, it was it got blown out by you know stuff like Bob's Burgers, which isn't even like an A cartoon. <laughs> for adults it's like <laughs> like the secondary one um but what what was really really bad is because you know sometimes you know a show like paw patrol a lot of kids will watch maybe so mm-hmm. you say okay well that's unfair to compare okay well the, he lost also to newsmax which is another like you know not like mm. fox news is obviously the big conservative this is right. second you're not going to compete with fox news you're right they're yeah. not going to be not going to beat tucker we know that yeah um, yeah but, tucker got like 20 times what he yeah <laughs> but uh, newsmax right. but also lost to newsmax mm-hmm. and also lost to his own lead-in now, oh, wow. on news nation <laughs> so this was not a news nation problem uh, do we know Chris that Cuomo is? problem I want to um, see what that is. There was also uh, a, a, they did a rerun of Blue Bloods on, on News Nation that also beat uh, Chris Cuomo. So uh, News Nation plays, like, entertainment programs, I guess. Too? I'm a little... I'm trying I'm, to find huh. Honestly, it's a I new don't thing. even know where it is. Yeah, I think it... Was it the old, the, the old <clears throat> WGN or one... It's one of these, like, things that you've seen before that they converted into News Nation. I can't remember which mm. one it is. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's not a hugely prominent... Uh, station, but right. it does get some viewers, more viewers than watched Chris Cuomo, and for a <laughs> debut episode, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, this is like everyone's excited, showing up the first time, like everyone's pumped up, and then total bomb. I mean, look, Chris Cuomo is terrible at really mm-hmm. everything he does. He's never been good at his job. I don't know that anyone's ever accused him of being good at his <laughs> job. They've accused him of lots of other things, like he groping has. women. He's but, accused yeah. himself of being great. Yes. Yes. So exactly. his, so his lead-in. <clears throat> is the the name of the program is on balance with Leland Vittert. 
Leland Vitton? You can't beat Leland Vitton. I take it back. I take take my criticism back. You spoke too soon. I didn't know it was Leland Vittert. I I thought maybe it was someone in the Vittert family, but Leland? But Leland. That's unfair. The Leland Littert. Okay. All right, that's understandable. I I apologize to Chris Cuomo. You're never going to beat Leland Vittert. Withdrawn. (laughs) What did Leland get? 800 million viewers? That's what I... I'd assume Leland Vittert did a great job. Um, All right, before we go, I do want to get your opinion on this is sort of breaking this afternoon. Uh, Republican Senator Ben Sass is resigning. And um, Stu, you said you read that he is going to be what the, the president, president of, of the University of Florida, which is a big probably job. a damn good gig. Yeah, I gotta that's say. a seven figure salary right there. Yeah. Now, Sass came. He was he was um, a dean of a university or he ran a university before he came into the Senate. Yeah. I can't remember which college it was, but he, mm. he did. That was his gig was coming in. Nebraska, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a smaller school. I can't I can't remember. The was name it in Nebraska? Do you remember? I don't know. Remember. It's been a while. Uh, but he. Uh, you know, he, he got elected handily in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. so he was not, uh, man, you know, he's had some battles with the president, mm-hmm. and uh, he's fallen out of the popularity of sort of like the main, you know, like a, he's not in the Fox News rotation anymore. Because he took right? on Trump. He, he took on Trump, and he doesn't, um, I, I don't think that's the world he wants anyway. He's never seemed right. to be the guy who wants to be on TV all the time. Yeah. Um, so uh, this might be. He's talked before about going back to the private sector. You'd think that you'd wait till the end of the term. He decided instead to leave. This will be mm. a situation where the, the Nebraska governor will then name his mm-hmm. replacement. Yeah. So it should just be another Republican. It would be pretty ho-hum, boring as far as the Senate control goes. And then they'll serve from whenever he resigns until early 2025. So Nebraska could have both Senate seats up for uh, up in the same presidential. Oh, they're not going to do a special election. That that's what that's what uh, wow. one of the local reporters with the Nebraska. It's a pretty long time saying. for for an appointment. Yeah, like that. yeah. So mm. we'll see. Um, all right. Before we go, Stu, you're the statistical nerd here. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? How? Speaking of the Senate and Congress, how are how are we looking? Do you well, think right well, now? I will tell you, we have a, a big one month until the election special on tomorrow's show. Uh, if you're interested on Stu Does America, we're going to go through the whole chalkboard, break down every state in the Senate, go through some of the other key races. Um, it is incredibly close. Uh, the last time I did the breakdown, um, uh, I had it at 48 Democrats, 47 Republicans, Oof. and five toss-ups. Oh. What that would mean would be the Republicans would need to win four of five of Oof. the toss-ups. Not easy, but definitely doable. Is Georgia Herschel Walker seat one of the toss-ups? One of the toss-ups, mm. yes. I had that as a toss-up. scary. Yeah, and, right and he's obviously yes. having some issues. Some issues. Now, I, I, I don't, we have not seen any polling since that happened, uh, right. so we don't know if that's going to shake up the race at all. Um, we, I can't remember. I, I, had, um, I had Wisconsin in the toss-up as well. And I, I kind of thinking, I have not fully looked into this, but I think for tomorrow there's a good chance I move that to leaning Republican. I yeah, think that's I think looking Johnson's pretty good. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevada and North Carolina were both toss-ups as well. Pennsylvania? Um, uh, Pennsylvania had leaning Democrat. That okay. race has tightened enough a little bit. that you could make the argument it's a toss-up now. Yeah. Um, I want to see a little more polling on that. Um, and then uh, also Nevada was another one of the toss-ups, which is really tight, but Laxalt, I think, has a small lead there. So I think you can make the argument that if, mm. if the election was held literally today, Republicans have a good chance of getting to 51. I would have loved to have seen 53, 54. This was the type of election that was lining up for mm-hmm. a real Republican wave. And if, if that were to happen, you set up for a 2024 situation that really favors Republican and Republicans. And you could have had a, a situation where you had 
a Republican Senate, Republican House, and Republican President, and the Senate at filibuster-proof majorities. Wow. It was not crazy. Yeah. I don't wow. know if we're going to get there, though. Yeah. Uh, make sure to tune in. You said tomorrow night? Yep, tomorrow night. Studios America tomorrow night uh, for more on that. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. <clears throat> was that too long of an answer? Were you trying to make small talk? No, okay. I... About 23 million taxpaying California residents are eligible to receive up to $1,050 as part of the state's middle-class tax refund program starting this week. Uh, this is helped to, uh, it's supposed to help address rising costs. So this is uh, their California sending out payments to help address inflation. It's, it's just that like it's your own, it's just taxpayer money that you're then funneling and sending <laughs> back to taxpayers. And I just don't mm -hmm. really think that... Um, I just don't really think that that's the way that you fight inflation. I'm just this not sure reminds that. me of um, the documentary It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where uh, they went to Dave and Buster's and they saw they had Dave and Buster bucks. So they mm -hmm. decided to create their own economy inside Patty's Pub with Patty's bucks. And what they would do is take Patty's bucks, print them up, and give them out to people in the community so they could come in and buy things only at Patty's. And they would start a circular economy. Well, mm -hmm. the problem is when you just give people pieces of paper to get your free beer doesn't work out all that mm. well. Uh, mm. So it didn't work out well for them. It won't work out for well for California either. <laughs> it is interesting, though, Pat. Uh, these payments were mailed out about the same time that ballots were mailed out for next month's election. No Surprise. way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but they, but wow. they wouldn't be trying to buy votes. No, no of course that, not. Of course not. Sarah. I said they wouldn't. Fight your You were insinuating something <laughs> bad about Gavin Newsom. <laughs> and I'm not sorry. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.